Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, we're going to be joined by Michael Sanchez, and we're going to explore TikTok strategy, TikTok storytelling, and so much more. I think you're absolutely going to love it. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram, and if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Got some great stuff coming your way. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Michael Sanchez. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Michael Sanchez. If you don't know who he is, he's a TikTok marketing strategist who specializes in helping consumer-focused brands increase their reach and exposure on TikTok. His podcast is called Talk the Talk, and his talk audit tool tracks and analyzes any TikTok profile at talktools.com. That's a lot of talks and a lot of ticks. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michael. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was a bit of a tongue twister there. I tried really hard not to screw that up, okay? <laughs> I appreciate you going through that little, ver- <laughs> maybe I got to adjust that in the future. It's all good. It's all good. So today, Michael and I are going to talk about storytelling on TikTok and really how to stand out from the crowd because there's so much happening on TikTok. My first question, Michael, is about TikTok and marketers. There's a lot of people watching and listening that are not yet on TikTok. Either they feel like they're too late or they feel like it's maybe just not for them. Why should they consider TikTok? What do you want to say to those people? 
That's a really good question. I think one thing that I think is a little bit funny is if you're not on TikTok yet, you probably are to some extent. All the other platforms are building around short form video. You got Reels, you got YouTube Shorts, you got you know Pinterest pin ideas, you got Facebook Reels. You're probably already consuming the content you don't really know, or you're already creating content that's kind of like TikTok, but it's not specific to TikTok. But you know, to the real question, the first thing I would say. It's the only place that you're going to get this massive organic reach to a totally new audience that you've likely never reached before, or you probably won't ever reach on all the other platforms. TikTok's built a little bit different in terms of finding new audiences, new people that maybe would love to hear what you have to say versus on Instagram, they might kind of put you into this little subsection. So one, first thing is you're going to get this massive reach, new people, new customers, new clients for yourself or forever your clients are that you're working with. The other thing I would say is there's this thing that happens on TikTok where you really only need to have one video that goes viral and literally your life and business can change and explode overnight in some massive way. And I know that sounds like I'm overselling or I'm overpromising, but this doesn't happen every so often. Like this happens hundreds and thousands of times a day. You probably have already seen it on news articles. You've seen it on Facebook, Instagram, you've seen it on TikTok where they have one video that hits the right audience at the right time. And then overnight, they have you know 10,000 new customers and their business went from being small mom pop shop to something massive and huge. So second one is you only need that one video and it could be this catalyst for everything that you've been hoping for or wanting, you know, grinding on Instagram for 10 years, you do one TikTok video and then boom, you explode all of a sudden. I think one for the audience, maybe because I know there's a lot of marketers and business owners. A lot of the advertisers I'm talking to, a lot of the marketing agencies and a lot of the brands, a lot of their budget allocation has shifted from their traditional platforms like, say, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And they started to allocate a massive amount of money towards TikTok, whether that's influencer deals, advertisements, whatever it might be. So whether you're going to do it or not, the industry seems to be shifting and be like, hey, let's start to pay attention a little bit more over here on TikTok and a little bit less on Facebook or Instagram, et cetera. Not that they're bad, but you know, TikTok is this new thing. Thing that everybody's on. Another aspect I would say really quickly too is that kind of what I talked about in the beginning is that all these other platforms are building for short form video. They're all copying or stealing from the playbook of TikTok. So whether you want to do it on TikTok or not, you're going to have to eventually start building into your strategy TikTok-ish type of content or strategies. So if you can master TikTok, you more or less can master all the other ones because TikTok is that top, top dog. And then everything below it kind of filters downwards. So if you're good at TikTok, almost by default, you're going to crush it on Reels, you know, YouTube shorts, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe the last part is most people have fun on TikTok. I think there's been this dynamic that shifted and changed on social media marketing, where there's a lot of people that have their hands in it, VAs and assistants, et cetera, where they've kind of lost that ability to get into their actual customers' minds and get into them. So I think in a very simple sense, it's fun. A lot of people are finding that it's more authentic to them. And more importantly, their customers actually feel like they're connecting in a different way versus you know their Facebook and YouTube stuff. So if you want to go look at a brand on Facebook and look at a brand on TikTok, you'll see totally different things. And one feels a little bit more deeper. It feels more connected. First of all, Facebook has acknowledged that TikTok is a formidable competitor. And for sure, you know, is stealing, if you will, time and mindshare. I don't know what the stats are. You probably know some of them off the top of your head, but it's massive. If I'm not mistaken, didn't TikTok actually outpace Google for the number one destination on the web? Do you know that? Yep. Is that true? Mo yeah. Most traffic source type. That comes from uh, Cloudflare. They said more hits for TikTok 
than on Google. And that was the first time I think ever in history of since Google launched. So that's huge, right? It's pretty massive. Same thing with total watch time session. I think now it's at 112 minutes per session, meaning you open up the app, you stay for 112 minutes. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. Can we acknowledge that that's nuts? Yeah. Because how long is the average TikTok these days? 15 seconds, maybe on average. I mean, it varies between eight and 15. Let's just say 15. So you're watching a couple hundred of these basically in a session. That's nuts, right? Yeah. I was telling this funny kind of story, you know, this might be later on, we could talk about it, but I seen this content of this one woman who was really funny. And I was watching her talk about how to churn butter, super random. But then when I looked at it, I was like, I just watched 27 of her videos in a row. I literally counted. And I was like, I just spent like 12 to 15 minutes on this lady's profile, which I'm not paying attention to 15 here, a minute there, 30 seconds there. But at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I just listened to Michael Stelzner for 30 minutes on TikTok. So yeah, pretty fascinating. Well, and to be honest, you won't find me on TikTok because I'm not there yet, but <laughs> I'm sure someday I'll be there. So for everybody else who's already like sold on TikTok and maybe for those that are still not sold on TikTok, let's talk about what's changed because there's been some innovations, right? And there's been some things that maybe we need to know as marketers, right? Like maybe what we've been told a couple of years ago of here's how you do TikTok and the way it is today might not be the same. So what do you want to tell us about from your perspective? What has changed in the last few years when it comes to TikTok? Yeah. I mean, I think the most obvious one is everyone started to finally pay attention to the power of TikTok and are actually now focusing time, attention, and energy towards this new platform, which for a lot of us, like it's not new, but for maybe people that are listening right now, it's new to you because you just jumped on. So I think the biggest one is that the big players have now been like, okay, it's not just a kid's dancing app. We can actually go on there and activate. And then they go look at their actual, you know, the return on investment. Like, oh my God, we sold more products on TikTok than all of our other channels combined, which is really, really interesting and fascinating. So the most obvious one is people actually jumped on it. I think more and more people, because they jumped on it, competition's heating up. Because of that, one of the first things I would say is that quality is far more important these days than quantity. And when I say quality, I don't mean just video quality. I'll talk about quality in the sense of, is a topic or subject something that your audience even cares about? Did you actually spend time to be like, what is something about Instagram that's different and unique that my audience wants to hear versus let me talk about followers. Like that's not quality. Quality is like, you know, the intent quality in terms of audio, the video editing, the pacing of your storytelling, the copywriting that you put into it, the framing, the subject matter. That to me is what I'm talking about when I mean quality, something that's going to take it to that next level, the next echelon, you know, and full disclosure or disclaimer, I guess you could say is like, Quantity is important, but I think quantity is only important once you understand that the quality is good, the audience likes it, then you can scale it up versus you spending three hours putting out 30 videos and 29 of them are just really bad versus two videos that are really good. Two versus one is obviously better. The other thing I would say that really changed in, in a really big way is, you know, Facebook <laughs> for the advertising division of aspects of things got pretty bad with the iOS changes. So a lot of advertisers have started to shift their advertising budget and their creation process, the way they you know market their businesses from Facebook to a massive shift over to TikTok ads. So, hmm. you know, you kind of take note of that all of a sudden you're like, okay, if the advertisers are over there now or just spending more time and money and energy over there, there's probably going to be a shift in the way content's created or marketed or developed or consumed and stuff like that. So, you know, the biggest one I would say too is just the ads platform in general has gotten 
gotten better. It's gotten more robust since the last time we talked was like, I think the last time we talked, Trump was threatening to shut down TikTok two, three years ago. So, you know, quite a lot's changed in the ads platform dynamic of things over there. I think one really important thing that I don't think people touch on too much is trying to find a unique angle that makes you stand out and makes you different from the crowd. So, you know, here's a fun little exercise you can do. Go to TikTok, go to search, type in something like manifestation coaching, for example. And no offense to anybody who does that and not demonizing it, but if you look and you scroll through the top videos, they all kind of look the same. They all kind of say the same subjects. They have the same lighting, the same headshot. They're in the same like kind of white wall background. It's not bad, but if you were just outside with like grass behind you, just that little tiny subtle change, it looks slightly different, but it makes you stand out in such a massive way. So I would say maybe one of the bigger changes, and I don't think this is just specific to TikTok. I think this is every platform is trying to find what makes you different and unique. If you're a marketer, if you're a local business, don't just try to copy everybody else. Maybe take some inspiration, but maybe you do it in a slightly different way. It doesn't need to be big, a slightly different unique angle or a different way of bringing the content to them where now you just stand out. It's so simple. I told someone to go stand by a tree because she does like manifestation coaching and she talks about like yoga and stuff like that. And it works and she does yoga outside now and now her videos are going viral. And it's like, yeah, there's a sunset. There's a beautiful view in her backyard. It looks beautiful, you know, versus just seeing someone in a studio. No offense at all, you know, anybody who does that, but it's not as different or as unique in terms of just standing out. So yeah, you know, things that have changed, I think the trying to find a way to approach it that's different versus being like the other 50,000 people who might be in your niche doing the exact same thing, same way, et cetera. You know, I think that's like a really, really big change in terms of just everything going on. Just a real quick thought on that before we go to your last thing. I definitely see the same thing happening over on YouTube, right? So in the early days of YouTube, it was like, just get a video out there and publish as many as you want. Now it's more about, no, actually don't publish tons, publish just really good ones, right? Mm -hmm. And those really good ones, the algorithm on YouTube find your audience, right? And I'm guessing that that's exactly what's going on with TikTok right now. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you still want to keep it organic. You still want to keep it natural. I think that's the beauty of TikTok is that, you know, it looks like it's just a regular person talking to you to some extent. But I think there's always that little competitive edge that everybody's trying to get. So me versus Bob, if I have a really good microphone audio where you can hear me really good, it's not a huge change. But that versus Bob, who has a lot of background noise and it's kind of chaotic, I'm just going to win a little bit more. You see that on every platform. Like you said, YouTube, you could just use your cell phone. Now, if you want to create a really good YouTube channel, you can do that. But, you know, there's a certain level of cover image and quality and audio and video and stuff like that that is important. And the last thing that I would say that maybe is a really big change not so much a change, but really is, is hashtags. I think a lot of people still focus on hashtags. I'll say this very bluntly. They don't matter. They're not as important as maybe you're being led to believe, or you think it would be, you know, maybe we can go down that line later on if there's time. But if you just, from a very three simple standpoint, one, nobody consumes content on TikTok via hashtags. No one's looking up hashtag cooking at home and watching content for an hour. No one even consumes it. Don't believe me. Ask anybody who watches TikTok. Ask them, hey, how much time you spend on TikTok on hashtags? Nobody. Two, when you go viral on TikTok and you look at your data, it never comes from hashtags. It's always from the For You feed, which is the whole point of TikTok because they show it to a whole new audience. So even when you do go viral and you have success, 
doesn't even come from hashtags. And three, the most blunt one is TikTok doesn't need your hashtag to tell them that there's a dog and that it's meant for this person and this location. Like the machine learning, the algorithms on there are so incredibly sophisticated. They don't really need your hashtag. So what I would suggest is really try to use that really small prime real estate for something that's going to get a better story or pull people in more, kind of like Twitter. You know, you only got so many characters for your tweet. Do you really want to spend half your tweet putting a bunch of hashtags in it? Or do you want to do something that's going to really be more interesting and more compelling to even watch and to click and to share, et cetera? So, you know, maybe focus a lot less on hashtags and focus more on keywords, focus more on storytelling in the caption, more on copywriting. That's going to actually make your video go viral versus, you know, happy, ha ha ha. And there's a bunch of hashtags versus my dog just brought me this and surprised me. Oh my God. You can't even understand how happy I am. Like one of those two is going to be a little bit more interesting to read and to watch and to be found on search. So the last thing I would say is hashtags. They're not as important as maybe you're being led to believe, or maybe you think they are just because of the other platforms you've been on in the past and what you're used to. Awesome. Really, really good stuff. Uh, You mentioned storytelling there a few seconds ago. And why is storytelling so important on TikTok? I kind of think I intuitively understand the power of storytelling, but it seems that that's hard to do Mm. in such a short little video, but kind of explain to everybody why this is critical. Let's just kind of wrap our brain around that a little bit. Yeah. I think specifically for marketers and businesses that are listening right now, I think everybody who comes on a TikTok from more of that business standpoint, they're focused on trying to sell themselves, their info, their product. And because of that, so many people that do this practice are missing out on the core part of what it really just means to be a human, which is like how to communicate. And that's usually through stories. So, you know, stories have obviously been around since the beginning of civilization. It's the way in which we consume and communicate through emotions and ideas, et cetera. So, you know, I think a lot of times people on TikTok, again, will talk about more of the products and their benefits and features. Or I would say stop and start talking more about the ideal audience's problems and why their problems keep reoccurring why they need to fix it, and more importantly, how to actually solve that problem. And the way to solve that is through your product or through your service. So maybe think about more of like how to tell a story around the pain point that your average customer is facing in terms of the product itself, and then guide them through it. So instead of being like, here's the best thing right here, you should totally buy this phone, it has a camera, blah, blah. It's more of like, I always miss out on my family's birthdays, the lighting always sucks, and I needed to find a really good way because my husband always makes fun of me. And I found this camera like that's way more interesting and way more compelling. And again, you don't have to believe me, like just go look up whatever your niche is, look at the top videos and really dissect their content. Like don't look at it from, you know, is this make me laugh or whatever, but more as like a scientist, like what are they saying? How are they structuring the content? And most of the time, especially for businesses and products, it's wrapped around some story, some notion. So, you know, because I mean, the whole little adage of, in the end, people don't remember what you said. They make you, what is this? They remember how you made them feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Especially to your point earlier about TikTok, you see so many videos nonstop over and over and over again. Ask yourself, how many of those videos you actually remember? Let's say you watch an average of a hundred. Which ones stuck out to you? They always are hitting emotion. They're always telling you a story, something that's easy to digest. I seen this little stat that was about 5% of the information we intake in a day is actually retained in our brain. So, wow. you know, what do we say? 112 minutes on TikTok a day, like 5% of that, like who's going to stand out? You with a really good story or just somebody throwing out facts at you? Like, you know, here's the best camera. It has a 20% increase in, it's like, oh, I don't know. But tell me like, oh, you will capture that amazing moment with your child. Maybe like a good example of this real quick that I could do is let's pretend there's a video 
that you're seeing on TikTok, and let's pretend there's no caption, and it's say three guys bullying an old man. There's nothing there. It's kind of boring. It's kind of playing. You don't know what's happening. But let's say all of a sudden I change the caption to, hey, these guys are helping me and they're defending me against this person. Now all of a sudden you're kind of intrigued. You're interested. Or if I change that story all of a sudden to these three guys are bullying this old man, someone please help me. Like those are all different stories, but two of those are going to stand out versus just a vague open interpretation, which I know that's probably like a, a bad example. It's kind of negative, but you know, those things are going to stand out because it's wrapped around a story and idea versus just putting out a video and hoping that people, you know, actually resonate with it to some extent. I think about story and I think about 15 seconds, but I also, if I'm not mistaken, TikTok keeps lengthening how long they're allowing these TikTok videos to be and I don't know if it's true, but I heard rumors that they're thinking about going beyond three minutes even. What's the latest on the street on how long these TikTok videos are going to be? Because the longer the video, the more you can even tell a story, I would imagine, right? Yeah. It takes a certain skill set to hold someone for three minutes versus obviously 13 seconds. But yeah, three minutes already rolled out as of currently. Five minutes is already being beta tested in a bunch of different countries. Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, Canada, and I think Argentina. Yeah, five minutes already being beta tested. 10 minutes is also being beta tested. And I think Indonesia and Singapore. So it's already happening. And, you know, full disclosure, little heads up, you could do hour-long videos on Douyin, which is the sister app of TikTok in mainland China where, you know, TikTok comes from. So this idea of just short-form video, like it's not going to stay short-form. And we've already seen this. Like, I mean, Michael, you probably know this. Like YouTube always had short-form. It only until like the last decade or five, six years that it's opened up to what it is now. But I think at max, maybe five or six years ago, I think it was like 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And now you could do 24 hours, I think. I think it was 10 minutes. I think there was a limit on it at one point or something like that. But yeah, now you can go for much longer. And I can imagine with the live video component of TikTok, right? If maybe they'll eventually allow you to save that full live, which I don't know if there's a restriction. How long can you go live for? Do you know? There's different ways that you can go live now. So you can go live for up to two hours. Wow. But then there's, again, beta testing where I think the last time I seen someone went live for like seven days or something like that. So what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. But again, like that's one thing that maybe you should know about TikTok because they're always testing things. They move very, very quickly. So you might see a feature and then it just goes away because it got their data. Or you might see a feature just fully rolled out of nowhere. And you're like, wait, what? Like you guys didn't even announce this. It just came out of nowhere. Maybe even just thinking about it from a different perspective too. It's not even so much that they're prepping us for long form in the terms of video, like 30 seconds to three minutes to five minutes. They have the ability now to have playlists where you can actually create a playlist attached to a video. So you can put a playlist together of like all my cooking videos or all my how to make a drink video. And people are consuming the playlist now. You're not realizing it, but when you watch a playlist, you're probably sitting there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, because you're just going back to back to back. It's conditioning us to be okay and accept the idea of like, okay, I don't mind watching Michael Stausner and the social media podcast, you know, like, I don't mind. It's really, really good because they prepped us for that. So when they launched that 15 minute video, it doesn't feel so foreign. Again, this isn't some new mind boggling thing. Like it's the same playbook that YouTube's done. Like, yeah. Like these same people on TikTok are going over to YouTube and watching 20 minute, 30 minute videos. Right. So yeah. let's be honest, they're competition to YouTube too. So, you know, they're eventually going to remove the limit. Oh yeah. Right. And they'll probably have shorts and they'll have longs and they'll have who knows what they're going to call them. 
Getting back to the storytelling, from the very beginning, you were telling us one of the things that we as marketers need to be thinking about when we do TikToks is we're competing against a lot of other creators, right? Mm. And storytelling, it sounds to me, is the differentiator, right? If you can create a great story. So what we pay attention to when we are recording stories for TikTok, talk to me about what do we need to know? That's a really good question. I think so many times people jumping on TikTok are trying to do kind of like the growth hacky, kind of like quick win type of things, like the best caption, the best hashtags, the best whatever. But I think so many people fail to realize there's so many simple things that you can do that we're just used to that would get you so much of a exponential growth or a win. So for example, when it comes to storytelling, think about, you know, what is the copy? What are you saying verbally? How are you structuring it? What's your body language look like? You know, if I was in your room, right now or wherever you're sitting at and you see me in the corner room crawled up in a ball and you're like, oh, what's wrong, Michael? I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine. There's this connection in your brain that's like, no, you're not. Your body language is telegraphing something totally different. So body language, facial expressions. If you're talking on camera, I think a lot of business owners do this and no offense, but they're trying to memorize all their lines in their head and their face looks very dull. You know what I mean? Like they're saying like, I'm so excited to tell you this and their face has no facial expression. It's like, we pick up on that. Like, you know, it's just, it's innate into our bodies. Um, same thing with like tonality, place and setting, the energy on camera. If I'm like, I'm so excited that I'm on this pot. Like you could tell, even if you're not watching video, it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> like you sound like you're just bored out of your mind. So the first thing I would say in terms of good storytelling aspects and these easy things you could do is really stop trying to be clever and be more human. You know, good copy can help you stand out. Good facial expressions can help you connect with the audience even deeper. Good body language can help you build more trust. Good tonality can pull you in or pull the audience in. And good energy can help create a better piece of content where if you sound and you look excited, I'm going to be excited. It's just infectious. When someone laughs and the whole room starts laughing, it's just like, oh, I, I got to laugh. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's part of the energy. I want to dig deep on some of this stuff. So first of all, anybody who's ever been on an airplane, the airline stewardess is tired and likely exhausted or steward, right? Or whatever they call them. But they bring a certain amount of energy because they want to greet you and they mm. want to make you feel good, right? So there is some sort of signaling that happens and I would imagine, I've seen enough TikTok videos, the people that have a lot of excitement and energy in their videos, it gets almost transferred over to the recipient. They feel good, right? And TikTok wants you to feel something, right? Don't they? Mm. So that energy, like what tips do you have? Is there a certain time of the day we ought to record these TikToks? Is there certain things we ought to do to get ourselves in the right mindset so that you know we have that energy, that excitement? That's a good, good question. Yeah, I think maybe like, you know, something that's not often talked about is like getting in that good flow state or that good energy state. So I was talking to someone recently and their content is more about mental health and they were talking about things that are a little bit more on the sad side, but they're like, I'm not there anymore. I don't want to go there. I don't know how to go there because my life is so much better than what it was 10 years ago. And so one thing I said is maybe create kind of like this playlist of some sort, put a song on that gets you back in the emotional state, start to think about memories that bring you back to that thing. You know, if you're a business owner, you know, talking about struggling to get out of your nine to five, if you're a multimillionaire, it's hard to go back there, but maybe look back at old messages, old pictures, or get yourself in that state so that it feels a little bit better for you to actually go out and do those things. Something that maybe is like a fun little practice that you can do from a very simple, practical standpoint is whatever your subject or topic is, you know, do a little bit of research real quick and ask yourself, what's a subject or topic that my audience is interested in right now? Because obviously you could do something in the past, but try to make it really centered to right now. What's a subject or topic that people care about right now? Then ask yourself, what's something different or unique 
or what's a unique view that you have on this topic that's different from everybody else in your space. Or you could do something like, what can I say to make this subject or topic more interesting or memorable? Or what's a new perspective I can share on this topic? Or what's an alternative or polarizing way to view this topic or subject? It's not a huge deal, but if you know everybody's talking about Instagram reels, for example, what's something that you can say that's different than everybody else? And all of a sudden, it just clicks in your head where you're like, that's probably an interesting point of view. Where if you're like, I don't even care about reels. Reels are probably the worst thing to happen to Instagram ever. That starting off your video, most people probably be like, wait, that's not what I've been told by everybody else. And then maybe you could switch it all of a sudden. You're like, I think this because I feel like it's distracting you from your core thing. Are you replying to DMs? Are you replying to comments? Don't get lost in the features. I just made that up off the top of my head, but that's slightly different. I didn't really do very much. And then if you want to maybe stack that even further, maybe once you have that idea, you know, what's something different, unique, maybe now ask yourself, what's the emotion or idea that I'm really trying to hit on and think about what facial expression should I match? So if I'm saying something like, here's a surprise, just keep in your mind, like, okay, make a surprise facial expression, or here's something I'm really, really upset about. Don't have a smile, put your head down, search your video off, rubbing your forehead and be like, oh my God, guys. Okay. I got to talk about this. That sounds more convincing and more believable. You know, another thing you do is, you know, what's the place and setting. If you're talking about cleanliness and your background is disgusting and you're in a junkyard, you know, maybe I don't want to listen to you as a doctor. It's kind of like, well, you look like you aren't really healthy and clean. So I'm not going to take your advice on, you know, bandaging wounds or whatever it might be. And then maybe one last thing too, is think about the emotion. You know, what emotion do you want them to feel in that context of the other stuff I just talked about? So if you're trying to push them through an emotion, really match that. If you're saying, Hey, here's something that everybody's doing wrong. Use body language, use your hand movement. If you can watch this on the video, if I'm like this crossed armed and I'm like, I am so excited to tell you guys this right now, you can probably can't even believe it. It doesn't look like it. But if I'm like, whoa, 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 okay, okay, hold on, hold on, stop, stop, stop. I'm so excited. Like it just looks more interesting. It's just gonna pull you in. Again, going back to my earlier, earlier point, what's more interesting quality content wise? Me doing that versus someone with a white wall background, hands crossed, looking like a robot. I'm like, here's three tips for marketing success. It's just dull and boring. So yeah, hopefully that's a nice little practice you could do. Hopefully write that down. It'll make it a lot easier. I promise you, you'll go into this and you'll be like, wow, this just became much more easier versus something struggling and frustrated. You know, one of the things I would love to ask you is examples of people on TikTok that you think are doing this really well. Maybe there's a couple of creators that you've worked with, or maybe there's people that you follow on TikTok that would be a good model. And maybe you could just kind of describe what they're doing. Because one of the things that I found in my career is that when you find a model, mm. And you watch their stuff, you can get inspired because it's one thing to listen to you and me talk about how important it is to use vocal variety or to smile when you talk, which you can tell it sounds different when you smile when you talk, you know, it like the sound actually sounds different. It's another thing to actually see it in action. So are there a couple of creators on TikTok that you think are doing a really good job telling stories and doing it in a way that's got a lot of great energy? Yeah. If so, who are they? I'll give like a few of them and then maybe list out a list or something in the show notes somewhere. Yeah, for sure. We will. 
There's this woman, I think her username is Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A, reporting. And her thing is, she used to be a news reporter. Now she does this thing where she kind of reports the news about her kids. She, she approaches it in a way that's energetic and it's funny and it's interesting where she's like, today, I'm going to try to do an interview with my son and see if we can get him to take a shower today. It sounds weird. It sounds kind of gimmicky. And if you've been on TikTok, you've probably seen one of her videos go viral. I think it has like 80 million views, but it's really unique the way she approaches it, the story storytelling, the energy on camera, her combining a skill set that she wants to talk about reporting with something that's super hyper relatable, which is her being a mom and just dealing with, you know, her kids not being in the best moods all the time. Wait, real quick. Does she act like she's on location? Like today I'm Kayla reporting from the kitchen and today we're going to talk to my son, Timothy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, literally like she's a reporter, you know? Yeah. She starts it off with like the little thing in her ear. Like she's listening. Like, okay. Yeah. Today we have, it's just so funny as if you're a parent, I'm not a parent, but if you're a parent, you're probably going to laugh because the thing she says, it's a little bit, you know, it's funny. It pokes funs at our kids. She's like, and today he didn't want to take a nap. So we already know what that's going to be about later on at bedtime. Like it's so funny, but again, it's unique. It's different. It's a fun approach. It has great energy. The storytelling, the way she kind of like sets the tone, her body language, her facial expressions, it matches so well because again, she's trying to pretend to be a legitimate news reporter talking about a legitimate problem. And you're like, oh, I'm really buying it. But she's standing outside her son's room and he's like, oh, he's kind of being a little bit of a brat. <laughs> you know, we're going to deal with that later. Another one that's really good maybe is Under the Desk News. They went super viral. I think they now are partnered with New York Times. Or they report for New York Times. Did you say Under the Desk News? Yeah, Under the Desk News. They'll have a little verified check mark. Okay. So you go to see them very, very quickly. But very simply, they tell the news. They look super nice. They're dressed up, but they go underneath their desk. And like, that's it. They just literally tell the news on their desk. Again, it's different. It's unique. But the way they talk, the way they do their storytelling, et cetera, it's just fun to watch and to consume versus everybody's sitting at the top of their desk, talking to the camera in a certain way, doing the same stuff. One woman I think is really, really good. Never talked to her, but I think she has a probably a really good example of everything I'm talking about. Her name is This Is Virginia Kerr, I think is how you said her last name. So this is Virginia and then K-E-R-R. -R. She's a video coach. So, you know, obviously she's good at video, but I think she does a really good thing of like tonality and facial expressions and body language and pacing and storytelling. If you go watch her content, I think it'd be a really, really good example of, you know, just trying to see something that really, really works. And then one last one, I got to give him a shout out because I think this guy is just killing. I don't even know who he is, but his name is... This might be a little bit hard. So write this down, everybody. Z-I-S-H-A, Craftsman. So it's like Zika's Craftsman. Z-I-S-H-A? Is that what you said? Z-I-S-H-A, yeah. Craftsman. Okay, cool. He's an older man. I think he's like maybe in his 50s or 60s. He literally just makes handmade clay pots. Huh. The videos are three minutes long. There are very long videos. But it's such a high quality piece of content from everything I've talked about. Within about a month's time, he has almost a million followers. And as of currently, he has 20 videos. That's not a lot of videos. That's not a lot of time. And he almost hit a million followers. But again, this person versus the average person who's doing little clay pots or clay molding, he is going to dominate and demolish them because it's such a really good piece of content or video. So maybe those are some of them. And we could do a show notes. So I'll just do a Google spreadsheet. Yeah. Maybe you could just give it away and just be like, hey, Great creators. 
Oh, this is awesome. Now, one of the things I want to spend a few seconds talking about is the writing of the story, Mm -hmm. right? The copywriting, if you will. And, you know, when we talked about copywriting, when we were preparing for this interview, I don't know if we meant something that is a script or if it's something that goes alongside the video, but I would love to talk about both if you're willing to, because I think a lot of people could use guidance and like how to even tell a story in such a short period of time. Do you have any tips on the elements, if you will, that need to go into this? Yeah. Should it be scripted? And then, you know, talk about copywriting a little bit. Yeah. So I'm not a copywriter. (laughs) I'm practicing and trying to get better at it. A good friend of mine, his name's Boomer Cruz. He works at Salesforce, amazing copywriter. He really instilled the idea in me though, that not to look at copy as just the written text, but copy in terms of just the language of everything, how to say it, how to structure ideas in your head from simple copywriting principles. How do I start the video? Guys, you're doing everything wrong in your marketing business and you're probably going to go bankrupt right now. I said that right now because I know that's an interesting intro hook. I know it's pushing and pulling on the polarities of like what you know, and I'm challenging points of view. So when I say copywriting, I'm not just saying in the written form. I'm talking about everything, the story, how you're going to say things, the script, how you articulate it, even down to what you put in your actual video on TikTok as well as your caption. But, you know, the real question being, how do you do a really good copywriting principle smash into 15 seconds? I'll be honest, literally just go look up and we don't just for the sake of time, just look up frameworks, copywriting frameworks, the hero's journey, or, you know, the wise sage, you know, the, the story of like, let's say for example, star Wars on Luke Skywalker, it's the same story arc as let's say the lion King. Those are the same story arcs, the same archetypes. You could take that same thing and just smash it down to a smaller point. So intro hook, something that you're dispelling as an idea. So, okay, if you're really focusing on reels, you're do, you're never going to grow on Instagram. That's my intro. My thing is like, okay, I know everybody's been telling you about reels, but here's what most people don't understand. That's kind of like my bridge. Now I'll go into the main subject. If you're focused on reels, how are you going to be focused on hearing your customers or your audience? Then I'm going to give them something now that's like some kind of alternative. Instead of doing this, try doing this instead. Then I'll give them a quick result. If you do this, you're going to get a 30% conversion more and then a call to action. This is helpful. Let me know. I could do that same exact structure that you would normally do for a giant email. Just try to do each one like a sentence or a bullet point. So if you got an intro, single sentence. You got a hook, single sentence. You got a bridge, single sentence. I know it sounds kind of weird. I know it sounds a little bit harder than, than what I'm kind of articulating. But one quick last thing is just go on TikTok, find people in your space and watch their video. Don't watch their video as a sense of like, oh, I love Michael's content. Watch it and dissect it. Break it down. Pause after five seconds, the first five seconds, and see what do they say, how they say it. Write it down. The next five seconds, the next five seconds, you'll start to build out frameworks all of a sudden. You don't have to think anymore because you're kind of doing by practicing. If you could just literally find video content and dissect it and break it down and write it down, you could almost create templates all of a sudden. That lady, Virginia Kerr, hopefully she doesn't mind, go watch her videos, break it down, and she will literally give you a formula where it's like, she started this way, she bridged it that way, she gave a different point of view, she gave me an example, and she ended the video. You can literally just repeat that process, wash and re-rinse over and over and over again, which a lot of really good creators do, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're doing this same formula. An easy one you could do is instead of doing this, do this instead. It's so easy. Instead of you doing this podcast mic here, try this one instead, then tell what it is. Real quick sentence. Why? That's it. Like it's so, so simple. Although, you know, it's a little harder. 
Yeah, I mean, I am a copywriter and I have a background in copy and we've developed our own little model that we use internally when we're writing emails. But I do think if I share it, it would also be useful for video. It's called the PASO model, P-A-S-O, and it's problem, agitation, solution, and outcome. And the problem is, for example, our audio hasn't been perfect this entire time, okay? And agitating it means some of you might not have been able to hear everything Michael said. (laughs) The solution is you need a higher speed internet access. And the outcome is if you get that, it solves the problem. Your audio is going to sound perfect every single time. Now, I literally said that probably within 15 seconds. And you can see like the problem is a legit problem people can relate to. The agitation is important when you tell people, if you don't solve this, this is what's at risk. The solution, simple, and then the outcome is like a desired outcome or promise. Now, that's not all that different than what you just said. And of course, there's a concept of a bridge in there, which is you got to have a good transition between all these things. But that is a model that I think you could work over and over again. And it doesn't just have to be about Michael. It could be like, don't you hate it when your AirPods die on you, you know, and you're right in the middle of a walk. And like you have to hold your phone up to your ear and people will drive by and look at you strange because you're holding your phone up to your ear. You know, <laughs> don't you wish there was a better solution? You need a super blah, 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 instant charger. I'm making it up. Right. And when that happens, you won't look like a fool when you go for a walk again. I mean, again, you see what I just did there, right? <laughs> and I think the interesting part, too, that you indirectly showed is that you just gave a better story. That was an interesting story that you wrapped around. You didn't really even talk so much about the product. Apple or the AirPods, you could have switched it where it's like, I'm tired of these happening where these AirPods die. That's why I got these for 80 hours or 200 hours or whatever. It's like, it's a more interesting, memorable story to listen to versus AirPods have a battery life of 600. Because everybody's going to remember the phone up to the ear, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to (laughs) remember the strange guy with his phone held up to his ear. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're jogging, (laughs) your hands bobbing up and down. It looks weird. You know, if you're doing video, obviously, on TikTok, (laughs) that's just so much better of a story. So I think through your own example, like that's more interesting than... You know, AirPods have a total watch time or airtime of it's like, what? I don't want to hear stats. Like you sound like you're reading from a manual, which a lot of people I feel like unconsciously or subconsciously or indirectly are actually kind of doing in their content, especially for business owners, where it's like our soap is made out of 100. Nobody cares. Like nobody cares what it's made out of. What about when there's a trend, these trends that are going on? Oftentimes there doesn't seem to be a story with trends. Is that kind of becoming like not such a big deal anymore? No, no, no. I think most people misinterpret the power of trends and why trends work. Trends give you a framework in which to be creative and to tell a story around. If I asked you, Michael, right now to make a funny story relating to your business and your marriage using the door behind you, you're like, I don't know. But a trend literally just gives you that framework. Like, here's the punchline. Here's the subject matter. Here's how you're supposed to approach it. Here's the body language. And here's, you know, the outcome or whatever. Okay. So I think a lot of times people think the trends are like this favoritism that TikTok gives. No, TikTok's just optimizing for engagement. Like that's all they care. So they give you a cool little trend to jump on and you could be funny all of a sudden, you know, something kind of rude to say. It's like most people aren't that funny. They might think they're funny, but in terms of creating videos that are hilarious, it's hard. But if you jump on a trend, 
all of a sudden you're kind of a comedic genius all of a sudden because you just know how to use a trend. Yeah, because you have permission to try yeah. something because you're just modeling somebody else, right? Yeah. So if you can jump on a trend, jump on a trend 100%. If it makes sense, I mean, obviously don't do a trend if it's going to make your business look bad or it doesn't feel natural to you or if it doesn't feel good to you. You know, I would never want you to do a trend just for the sake of doing a trend. But if it's applicable and it's fun and you can tell your story, jump on it because more likely than not, you're probably going to tell a better story through that trend than what you could possibly do by sitting there and be like, what's a funny punchline that's going to talk about their pain point and their ideal outcome? I don't know. It's the same thing too without even trying. Like the stitch feature, the duet feature on TikTok, there are all these features that help you tell a better story. Um, for people who don't know what a stitch is, you just take a piece of a clip from another part of a video, you put it to the beginning, and you're almost doing some kind of social commentary. Very simple, very easy. Again, most people, I think, think that TikTok's favoring that, but it's like, no, they gave you a really good intro and a really good premise. As a quick example of that, was probably my favorite. There was this video that was trending where this wife asked her husband to take out the trash. And he was like, hold on, babe, I'll do it in a little while because he was playing his video game. He gets up and then he goes to take it out and she walks out and she bumps him. And she's like, "Never mind. I asked you like a hundred times. And he's just like, oh my God, stop. You know, that's probably happened to a lot of people. That happens often. It's kind of funny, but there was this psychologist and oh no, he was a therapist, a couples therapist. He stitched that that main point. And he said, you know, what's actually funny is that 70% of the people that come into my practice end up in divorce because they do that. And they think that's funny. If you want to learn how to not get divorced, find out more. And I thought that was brilliant because we're laughing at it, but he's saying, oh no, those little passive aggressive things that you said actually are probably one of the things that I guess from his practice or his experience lead to divorces. And I was like, that is brilliant. But he probably would have never been able to act out that whole scenario that I just described to the couple. He just took a clip of it, gave some social commentary. His video, I think, did went more viral than the actual original video that went viral because people like myself, I was like, oh, damn, I didn't know that. I thought it was funny, but maybe he's right. And then I went and watched a bunch of his videos and he explained why, you know, that was bad for like, you know, relationship dynamics. We don't need to get into that, obviously. But um, yeah, you know, the duets, the stitches and the the trends, they really give you a framework in which to be creative. And like you said, permission to be funny. I've seen so many people that are not funny in their businesses that I talk to and I go to their TikTok. I'm like, dude, you're hilarious. Like you've never talked like that. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I will never do it on Facebook. I'll never do it on YouTube. I'll never do it on Instagram. But then sure enough, those contents are converting better because they're like, Michael Stelzner is actually hilarious. I didn't know that. I just thought he was a marketing guy. I am actually <laughs> kind of funny to be honest with you, but we're not going to practice any of that humor here. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's interesting though. Well, Michael, this has been really, really helpful, I think, for a lot of our listeners. If people want to check out all the great things you've got going, like your brand new podcast and everything else, where do you want to send them? Podcast-wise, talkthetalk.com, or you can just look it up on Spotify or Apple, whatever you use. T-A-L-K, talk, the talk, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Talk like you're talking and then talk like T-O-K, like TikTok. You know, I'm putting more of like lessons there. So each podcast is really short. It's like 15, 20 minutes. Think of it as like a little mini training course. There's no upsell or anything like that. I just want to hopefully give some quick value so you can take away with it. Another one is talktools.com. It's a tool that I built to help you audit. So if you're a social media manager or your brand or your company, whatever you might be, it helps you go to any profile, analyze it, track it, audit it, and figure out what's going on and what's not going on behind the hood. Almost giving you like a little sneak peek behind the scenes of what they're actually doing. And then for you, what you should do more of. So yeah, just those two things. Keep it simple. They're both free. So, you know, check it out. Hopefully it helps you.
And if people want to reach out to you on a particular social platform, do you have a preference as to where they ping you? Uh, probably just Instagram, michael.consulting. That's my username there. Feel free, reach out. Perfect. I'm usually in my DMs, so yeah. Awesome. Michael Sanchez, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and answering all my litany of questions. We really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much. It was fun. Hopefully I come back again and hopefully this was helpful. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 502. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about this show. I'm at Stelzner on Instagram. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.